with vaccine passports implemented, the pushback grows stronger. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to another show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Quick question. Have you guys noticed that it doesn't take very long for some people to go from wanting you to get vaccinated to wanting you or your family member, usually granny for some reason, to suffer and die from COVID if you don't want to get the vaccine? Like they just do a complete 180 flip like in less than a minute. I've definitely noticed that uh, at least online at the very least, it doesn't take long at all for them to wish you dead while still trying to claim the moral high ground. Like it's rather strange. The unvaxxed Manitobans couldn't care less if you have the vaccine, but the vaxxed Manitobans, and I know not all, um, but some most are really invested in the unvaxxed. And I know what they're gonna say, it's for the children, but I mean, even they are having a hard time selling that lie at this point. But either way, Manitoba, I want to hear from you. Let me know. Um, have you guys noticed that the unvaxxed, they get uh, pretty irate pretty fast? But either way, Manitoba, let me know in the comments below. All right, Manitoba. New people in charge, same segregation. That's right, it is official. Brian Pallister has officially stepped down as the Premier of Manitoba on September 1st. And until a new leader of the PC Party and Premier is selected on October 30th, Kelvin Gorton is going to be Manitoba's interim leader. And just so you guys know, he will be Manitoba's 23rd Premier of Manitoba. He was first elected as the MLA for Steinbach in 2003 and has been re-elected ever since. And Gortson has previously served as the Minister of Health, Seniors, and Active Living, Minister of Education, Minister of Legislative and Public Affairs, and the Deputy Premier of Manitoba. And it was a unanimous decision amongst the PC caucus in electing Gortson as the interim leader. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Pallister is officially out. But as his last... Uh, statement i'll read you guys uh, read you guys his last statement as premier manitoba august 30th statement from brian pallister i have informed her honor janice Philman, the lieutenant governor of manitoba of my resignation as premier effective 8 a.m wednesday september 1st i am resigning at this time to ensure the election of my successor can continue to take place free of any perception of any influence from the office of the premier I leave office immensely proud of the bold new direction and transformations our government took to fix the finances, repair our services, and rebuild the economy of Manitoba. We introduced the first balanced budget in 11 years while creating the largest ongoing per-person investment in healthcare, education, and family services of any province. We did this while lowering the tax burden on every working person and family, more than any other province, to keep making life affordable for Manitobans. And with the preparations my government has put in place over the years and throughout the pandemic to protect Manitobans and deal with this terrible ongoing pandemic, our province is poised to recover strongly and safely. The greatest honor of my life 
has been serving Man- as Manitoba's 22nd Premier. I'm incredibly optimistic about our future as a province, and that's why I say to you, the only thing better than today in Manitoba is tomorrow in Manitoba. Thank you. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is Brian Pallister's last official statement as the Premier of Manitoba. One thing I will say, his segregation and two-class system lives on. So I, I, I do believe that is going to be Brian Pallister's legacy, is um, how he acted during this pandemic. But just so you guys know, as of right now, there are three people vying for the premiership. And like I said, it will be decided at the end of October. They are former Minister of Health, Heather Stephenson, former Winnipeg Police and former Federal MP, Shelley Glover, and the newest person to announce that they are running for um, the premiership is the MLA for McPhillips, Shannon Martin. So in order to enter the race, PC members have to pay $25,000, and they have until September 15th to sign up. So I will keep you guys informed if uh, any other people do enter the race. So as the interim leader uh, of Manitoba, Gortzen said that he isn't going to put any forth, put forth any major changes. He said he is going to deal with some things that need to be ba- uh, passed for the budget. But other than that, he's not going to put uh, any major changes forward. Uh, he announced that he is going to scrap all five bills that the Pallister government brought forth for a fall vote, stating that, quote, I know that a new leader has to be able to set their own agenda, as such cabinet and caucus has authorized, with my full support, that those bills will not move forward this fall, end quote. So among those bills was the highly controversial Bill 64, also called the Education Modernization Act. I don't know much about it, uh, but I do believe it was planning on combining a bunch of different school divisions into one, and um, in doing that, it was going to get rid of um, elected officials and put in power non-elected appointed officials. But like I said, I don't know much about it, but either way, it's gone. Um, and there were hundreds of presenters registered to give presentations to the lawmakers in regards to these five bills that are now scrapped. So it will be uh, that that setup will be canceled. But like I said, these are highly controversial bills here in the province. And the other four bills that are scrapped are Bill 57, Bill 40, Bill 35, and Bill 16. And according to Reminder.ca, it's a website. This is a little write-up of what these bills are. Bill 57 would have allowed people who own or operate critical infrastructure sites like hospitals, highways, railroads, or the Manitoba Legislative to apply for court orders to limit or stop protests. Bill 40 would have allowed for private liquor sales in Manitoba. So, damn, I really wish that one went through. Bill 35 would have changed the Public Utilities Board to approve hydro rates every five years, with the province able to change rates in the meantime. And Bill 16, if it was enacted, would have amended the Provincial Labor Relations Act to allow the province to remove binding arbitration with public sector unions in long-term labor disputes and would allow employers to fire employees for strike-related conduct. So like I said, that's according to Reminder.ca of what those other bills that are scrapped were all about. 
So during a press conference held by Gortzen that took place for the media, Gortzen was asked if he supports the mask mandate and the vaccine mandate, and he was quick to note that he did support both, encouraging Manitobans to get fully vaccinated or double vaccinated, but pointed out that it was up to Manitoba Health to come up with the health orders and not the government. Um, so he was trying to get a, a fast way out there. But the mainstream media and the government are losing the battle in the narrative for vaccine mandates here in Manitoba. In my opinion, anyways, they're they really struggling to maintain the narrative. There was a huge rally held in Winkler, Manitoba, the Manitoba Freedom Rally, and hundreds of people showed up. I've been told thousands, but I wasn't there, so I'm not too sure how many people actually showed up. But judging by the pictures, it was definitely hundreds. And um, after a rally that took place outside the Health Science Center in Winnipeg, the mainstream media immediately showed their bias. And they started putting out articles titled, quote, Rallies Against Public Health Orders Near Winkler, HSC Draw Condemnation, Exasperation. Or, Quote, profoundly disrespectful protesters outside HSC harassed patients, staff for wearing masks. Or another one was, quote, crowd protesting vaccine mandates causes chaos outside the Health Science Center. Like, it's just unreal that they are trying to um, immediately demonize these people. And you can go on Facebook or YouTube and watch the videos. And it's like, none of that took place. You know what I mean? There might have been a few bad actors there, but the majority of the crowd seemed pretty respectful. And remember, it was only 60 days ago when the media was propping up protesters. They were literally putting out articles in support of riots. And 60 days ago, I will call them riots because the people there were actually committing crimes. So it was only 60 days ago, July 1st. After people were vandalizing public property, and by that I mean tearing down the statues at the ledge, you know, during Canada Day, the media, they were all for it. Um, they, they, they were all for those rallies, and they were quick to defend actual crimes that took place. But because these freedom rallies and these anti-mask and anti-lockdown rallies don't fit the mainstream media's narrative, they demonize all law-abiding Manitobans right away. 60 days ago, the media was telling you that the government is evil and Canada is a hateful racist country. Now the media is telling us to believe in them, trust them, give up your rights and freedoms to them. Like what the fuck? 60 days and the media is doing a 180. It's unbelievable. I'm super glad that more and more people are waking up to this. Uh, the nurses' union, they put out a release saying that they were not associated with the rally outside HSC. And this immediately prompts people to think that there were no nurses or no doctors there. Like, it's almost laughable at this point. It's times like these I'm glad that there are things like Facebook and Twitter. Like, how many tweets and posts and groups have to be created or made for people to stop believing the mainstream media's narrative? Like, it's, it's just a complete lie. During a conference held for recovery bed funding, Audrey Gordon, the Minister of Health, was real quick to demonize the law-abiding citizens that attended that rally outside HSC. 
and she actually had the nerve to say that Manitobans shouldn't be blocked or denied services. Like, it's... <laughs> she living in an upside-down world? Her government is doing exactly that, denying Manitobans services. And then she has the nerve to go on TV and say she's deeply disappointed that Manitobans are being denied services. Like, talk about rules for thee, but not for thee. Like, it's unreal. I mean, these people are delusional. But uh, here, I'm going to play you that clip from uh, Minister Audrey Gordon, and uh, you guys have a listen for yourself. So I'm, I'm always uh, concerned about the mental health of all Manitobans, but in particular our health care workers and our frontline service providers. And I was re- really d- deeply disappointed to hear about the rally and the protest. Um, and I respect an individual's right and, and freedom to protest, but I, I really want to ask those individuals and anyone who's considering doing something like this to protect the right of individuals to access care safely and, and without concern for, for their, their safety when they, when they arrive at the, the facility. And for our healthcare workers to possibly be barred from going to work or to provide services to Manitobans is deeply disheartening. I'm disappointed. And, um, I, you know, I was sharing an experience with my staff when I was uh, leaving the building this morning that uh, there were protesters even outside of the legislative building yesterday and, and followed me to my car. And, and, and so we just want to remember that an individual has a right of movement and a right to go to work and a right to access care and and services. And let's continue to do, um, to share our feedback in a respectful way. So I I, I am concerned for all individuals who are struggling at this time with with mental health and addictions and, and during such a difficult time as the pandemic. Yeah, in case you guys did uh, missed it, all, she said all Manitobans have a right to go to work, a right to access services. Yet her government is the one denying Manitobans the right to go to work and denying Manitobans the right to go to access these services. So, I mean, it's upside down world they live in. And just so you guys know, near the end of the clip, when she shares a story or an experience on how she was followed uh, to her car, from protesters at the ledge. Well, she tries to make you think that they were part um, of the anti-vaccine or anti-lockdown crowd, when in fact, the people that were protesting at the ledge that day were there protesting living conditions um, for Manitoba housing complexes. So it had nothing to do with um, the lockdown rallies. But she, she made you think, that she made it imply that it was that crowd when it was, it was not. And one thing I have noticed with Gordon is when she wants to either not answer a question or answer a question with a non-answer, she will, quote, share a story or share an experience. I mean, since she's been elected, I think I've heard her share four or five stories already. But uh, like I said, it's just a way of her getting out of answering a question. But despite a lot of pushback from Manitobans, vaxxed and unvaxxed, which is a good thing, and something I'm really happy to report, a lot, a lot, a lot of pushback from Manitoba businesses. 
which, I mean, that is so awesome to see. They're refusing to segregate based on medical choices. But despite that, Dr. Rusin and the government did release the new health orders, like the clarification on the new health orders that take effect today. The majority of the changes do take effect today, September 3rd, while some will go into effect um, on the, the 7th. But like I said, we are moving forward with Pallister's two-class system. But here's the release from the province. New Manitoba public health orders have made mask use mandatory at indoor public places and set out the circumstances where proof of vaccination will be required, which will enable businesses, services, and events to be held without capacity limits or public health restrictions as of September 3rd. Chief Provincial Public Health Officer Dr. Brent Rusin announced today. Quote, these orders will inform and guide us as we work to avoid the most serious effects of the fourth wave and address the threat posed by the Delta variant, said Rusin, by uh, continuing to encourage Manitobans to get vaccinated and supporting businesses and services as they take steps to comply with these orders. We can work together to get through these difficult times, end quote. And these orders, like I said, come into effect 12.01 a.m. on the 3rd, with some exceptions to provide a short grace period for some sectors, uh, and they'll go into effect on September 7th. Rusin noted that these public health orders will reduce the need for more stringent public health restrictions and lockdowns that would require, sorry, that would otherwise be necessary to combat the COVID-19 fourth wave and protect the province's hospital and critical care capabilities. We must continue to take steps to encourage people to be fully immunized before attending higher-risk events, activities, and services because we know and the data is showing us that when people get vaccinated, it helps slow the spread of the virus, said Rusin. We must continue to be vigilant and follow the basics, or more drastic restrictions will be needed to keep us all safe. Rusin thanked the businesses and organizations that have been taking steps to follow public health orders and urged the public to be patient and supportive of these businesses and their employees. So I will read to you the changes uh, that are actually taking place, but that is um, the release from the government. Okay, here are the changes that are taking place. Indoor gatherings in public spaces, um, up to 50 people or 50% capacity, whichever is greater, um, there's no change in that sector. Outdoor gatherings in public spaces. The old restrictions were up to 1,500 people, or if there's a capacity limit, then 50% of the uh, capacity or 150 people, whichever is greater. That got reduced down to 500 people permitted outdoors in public spaces. So it went from 1,500 down to 500. That doesn't take, uh, that's not going to go into effect until September 7th, though. But they are limiting. Once again, outdoor gatherings in public. Unreal. Uh, Restaurants, licensed premises, and food courts. Proof of the new requirements. Proof of vaccination required for those 12 years of age and older. Food courts have a grace period until September 7th to meet requirements to check proof of vaccination. Individuals are not required to provide proof of vaccination to enter for the sole purpose of picking up or takeout or delivery orders. 
and all other restrictions have been removed. Gyms and fitness centers. Proof of vaccination will be required. Masks remain required when not actively engaged in physical activity. Casinos, bingo halls, and VLTs. Proof of vaccination is required. Museums and galleries. Museums operate under the requirements to show proof of vaccination for indoors only when open to public as a museum. If the museum is used as a private venue for another purpose, for a wedding, then the appropriate orders apply. Fairs and festivals. Limited to 500 unless protocols and higher attendance is approved by public health. No change to libraries. Um, They're actually open. No change to professional sports uh, or performing arts events, which you need proof of vaccination. And no change to horse and auto racing, which you need proof of vaccination. Movie theaters and concert halls. Proof of vaccination will be required, so they are changing. Weddings and funerals. I mean, this is a joke. Proof of vaccination will be required for events held in licensed facilities and outdoor capacity limits of up to 500 people. That will take place effective September 7th. So if you are having a wedding or a funeral in Manitoba, I mean, you don't usually serve alcohol at a funeral, but if you're having a wedding in Manitoba and you're planning on serving alcohol, you will either have to make sure all your guests are have both doses or not serve alcohol. Like, I mean, it's a complete joke. has nothing to do with keeping the kids safe. So indoor community, cultural, and religious gatherings, no change. Um, outdoor community, cultural, and religious gatherings, no change. Personal services, no change. Indoor sports and recreation, including dance, theater, and music school. Proof of vaccination will be required, excluding youth recreational sport. But parents and coaches will require proof of vaccination. Outdoor sports and recreation, no change. Overnight camps, no change. Retail markets, garden centers, and malls, no change. Workplaces, no change. Indoor self-help gatherings, no change. So there it is. Basically, uh, if you want to do anything other than go to the grocery store, you need proof of vaccination. And the one of the more frustrating things is there's no actual, this time, they didn't, the Rusin didn't set a time limit. These orders aren't for a month or for two weeks. They're until they see fit. So they could, they could just leave these in effect forever. You know what I mean? Like, thank God, like I said earlier, thank God there are businesses in Manitoba that are just straight up not going to be segregating based on medical choices. I mean, it's unreal. In 2021, this is what we're doing. And you know, when I see adults posting online that they're okay with giving up their rights and freedoms, fine, I could deal with that. You know, these people, they rely on the government to survive, whatever. But it makes me sad when I see young people posting or tweeting or whatever that they're okay with giving up their rights and freedoms because they don't know any better. They, you know, they just went from being told what to do from their parents and then going to school and being told what to do from their teachers their whole life. So uh, so they're so comfortable just now being told what to do from the government. Went from the, their parents to the teachers to the government. 
I mean, it makes me sad because they don't know what they're giving up. And before they know it, um, they just won't have freedoms. I mean, it's unreal that you got to show papers in order to go see a fucking movie in Manitoba. It's for the children. Give me a fucking break. But Manitoba, that is, uh, like I said, the changes that are taking place effective today and some effective September 7th. So like I said earlier, let me know what you guys think. I'm just, like I said, so thankful that the Facebook groups of people pushing back are growing. The rallies are growing. Before you believe the mainstream media narrative, I encourage you to go look on YouTube or Facebook at the actual videos of people who are there. And or go go to them yourself and check them out yourself. And you could re- you'll find out these aren't hateful people. These are people that just want to go to work and not have the government tell them, force them to get a medical procedure. Okay? I mean, they're regular people. But either way, Manitoba, that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another show. I really do appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff that helps out the show. It really does help. You can follow me on Twitter at MBFreeThinker. Facebook and YouTube is Manitoba Freethinker. I'm on most podcast platforms, but if you can't find me, go to my webpage at mbfreethinker.wordpress.com and you can find all my previous, or sorry, find all the links to previous episodes there. But Manitoba, like I said, thank you so much for tuning in to another show and I will catch you guys in a couple days. Bye. Bye.